It's time for recipe of the day. So today I'm telling you about how to cook pork chops in the Instant Pot, but I want to ask first why you might want to cook pork chops in the Instant Pot. I actually think it's just as quick and just as easy to do it on the stove, and so, you know, why would we do it in the Instant Pot? And I think it's really just that it can be done fairly hands-off, and so, you know, busy, crazy day, and you just want to throw these in there and not think about it, not monitor anything on the stove, then it is a great option. I don't think they turn out quite as as good as they do when done on the stove, but they are still juicy and tender and delicious, so why not, right? This is going to work best if you have nice thick pork chops, especially the ones that have some bone in them, because those are just going to be juicier. They're always my preference. If you have thinner pork chops, you do not want to do them in the Instant Pot. They're just going to overcook. Even in the time that it takes for the machine to come up to pressure, they're going to be done. So it is not recommended for thinner pork chops for sure. You're going to start by seasoning the pork chops with salt and pepper and whatever other seasonings you might like. Just season them all over. And then you really have two options here. If you're doing two pork chops, only, then I would say go ahead and sear them using the saute function in the Instant Pot, get them nice and brown on both sides, and then we will proceed with the pressure cooking after that. However, if you are doing three, four, or more pork chops, and they're not going to fit in a single layer across the bottom of your Instant Pot pot so that you can sear them, then you don't want to start by searing them because you're just going to be there searing them in batches forever, and that is not what anybody wants to be doing. You might as well have just done them in the oven under the broiler or in a big frying pan, you know what I mean? But you are going to want color on them. And so what I recommend is you season those ones up, salt and pepper and whatever other seasonings you want, and then you're going to actually pressure cook them directly. And then at the very end, after they're done pressure cooking, I recommend putting them under the broiler to get a little color on them at that point. Either that or you make some kind of gravy or sauce, put some barbecue sauce on them, and then it's not going to be noticeable that they're kind of a pale white kind of color. You see what I mean? Okay, so if you are searing them, you have seasoned them up, and then you're putting a tablespoon of olive oil into the bottom of the Instant Pot, you have it on saute, and you put your pork chops in there, and you cook them until they're brown on both sides. It's going to be two to three minutes per side. Then take those out of there, and you're going to add a cup of unsalted chicken broth or water to the Instant Pot, and then use a wooden spoon to really scrape the bottom of the pot. You want to make sure that there is nothing stuck to the bottom there because that is what will cause a burn notice later. If there's anything stuck to the bottom of the Instant Pot in that pot there, then what happens is that temperature kind of increases on the bottom of the pot as whatever's there kind of is burning or cooking a little bit more, and that is what triggers the burn notice where the Instant Pot kind of shuts down because it thinks that there's something that is burning that is overly hot in there, and you do not want the Instant Pot to shut down in the middle of cooking. That is super annoying. So make sure that you scrape up everything from the bottom, and then you're going to put the trivia that comes with the Instant Pot into the Instant Pot or a steamer basket will work. I'm just going to say I have a silicone steamer basket that is supposed to be for the Instant Pot and I find it kind of works like an insulator and things don't cook as evenly when I use it. So I really prefer to use the little round metal rack that came with the Instant Pot or I have a metal steamer basket. Those are my favorite things in there. I would avoid the silicone after my experiences with that. Okay, so you put that trivet in there and 
then you put your pork chops in there, trying to have them overlap as little as possible. If there's just two, that's going to be easy. If you have four, you can kind of lean them against the sides, or you can kind of have them like books on a bookshelf. So they're kind of up and down a little bit more than laying flat. It's okay if they're touching a little bit. You just don't want them like fully overlapping, you know? Now you can just leave them like that, or you can put some sliced onions and mushrooms on top of the pork chops at this point. That's going to be really nice, especially if you're planning to use the liquid in the bottom of the Instant Pot to make a gravy after, and I'm going to talk about that, don't worry. Then it's really nice to put some onions and mushrooms on top of those pork chops. Then put the lid in place, set the valve to ceiling, and then you're going to pressure cook for five minutes. That means that you set it to five minutes, it's going to come up to pressure, and then it's going to cook for five minutes, pressure cook at five minutes to be exact. And then you're going to do what's called a natural release, which means you just do nothing. You just let it sit there for five minutes after the five minutes of pressure cooking, and then turn the valve to venting and let the rest of the steam release. At that point, you can open up that Instant Pot. Now, I'm going to say we only set that for five minutes and then the five-minute natural release, which should be enough to cook them, and that has been my experience. But when I look online at pork chop Instant Pot recipes, a lot of them have you cook them for a long longer than this. I'm not entirely sure why people are doing that, but just in case, I think it's really good that you check the internal temperature of your pork chops and make sure that they are at least 145 degrees Fahrenheit, which is the minimum safe temperature for pork. So use an instant read thermometer put into one of the pork chops in the thickest part and make sure it's at least at 145 degrees Fahrenheit. If it is not, don't worry. This is where we use our special technique. The keep warm function on the Instant Pot is actually kind of miraculous. So just put the lid back on and then make sure the keep warm button is pushed and leave it for like three minutes and then test them again. Obviously, if they were really under 145, then you might want to leave them for six or seven minutes. I don't think it's going to take that long. It's probably going to be like two minutes that you need just to get them up to that temperature. I will say, as I always say, some people grew up with pork needing to be 160 degrees Fahrenheit to be cooked with the whiter meat, not at all pink, a little bit drier. If that's what you're used to and that's what you like, then you want to make sure that they are up at like 155, 160 before you take them out. But if you just want them to be as juicy as possible and you don't have that feeling that it needs to be white like that, then you can do 145. Whatever temperature you're aiming for, you can get there with this keep warm function. Every time you put the lid back on, making sure that the keep warm button is pushed and leave it for a few more minutes, the temperature is going to keep rising. It gets quite warm in there quite quickly, and that really will bring up the temperature. So don't worry if you first test them and they're not at the temperature that you want. Okay, once they are at the temperature that you want, you're going to take the pork chops out of the Instant Pot. If you put mushrooms and onions in there, leave those in the liquid. Now, like I said, if you're doing so many that you didn't want to sear them at the beginning because it would have taken too long, you can now put them under the broiler to get some color. Or you can just make a really nice sauce in the Instant Pot with those onions and the mushrooms. And then that's going to be really delicious and great. And it won't matter that the pork chops don't have a brown color to them. Now, I will link to my Instant Pot gravy recipe for you, but I'll just tell you what to do right here. So we put one cup of liquid into the bottom of the Instant Pot. If you knew that you were going to make this gravy after, you might want to start with two cups and then you're going to have more gravy at the end. And everybody likes more gravy, right? So what you're going to do is make a 
slurry out of cornstarch and water. That's just a smooth mixture. If you've got about one cup of liquid in the bottom of your Instant Pot, you're going to do two tablespoons of cornstarch and about two tablespoons of water mixed together. If you have two cups of liquid in the bottom of your Instant Pot, then do a quarter cup of each, the cornstarch to the water. That is four tablespoons. There are four tablespoons in a quarter of a cup. Then you just pour that slurry into the Instant Pot, give it a stir as it's in there so it's nice and smooth, and then hit that saute function so it comes up to a simmer. Once it's simmering, it's going to thicken. Give it a taste, and if you want to add some seasonings, I like poultry seasoning and gravy all the time. doesn't taste like poultry. It just has those nice sage and other herbs that we think of as going well with poultry, which also go well with pork in there. The mushrooms and onions are in there already if you did that, and so you just stir that until it's nice and thick, season it, taste it, add some seasonings if you want, and then serve it over your pork chops. Perfect, right? Okay, I will put a link to the Instant Pot Pork Chop recipe in the show notes for this podcast episode, along with the link to the Instant Pot Gravy as well, or head to cookthestory.com slash ROTD and you will find this delicious recipe there. And I would like to remind you that if you make this recipe or any of the recipes from my site and you love them, I would love to hear about it. Head to that recipe and leave a comment at the bottom with a five-star rating. The five-star ratings helps bring more people to my site and build my business. So I really appreciate those five-star ratings and those comments. Anytime you love a recipe from my site, please go and do that. It really helps me out. I'm Christine Pittman from cookthestory.com, thecookful.com, the all-new chicken cookbook, and from this podcast recipe of the day. I hope you have a great day. Let's get cooking. <laughs>